Hello, everyone. I'm Chuck Robertson, and I want to thank you for listening to my podcast today. On today's podcast, I want to play for you a audio version of a video that I did many years ago about God's plan for your life. In this video, I had talked to different ones where they shared their testimony of how God changed their life dramatically. And I believe if you'll put into practice the same principles mentioned in this podcast in your life, God can change your life and you'll see his plan for you like you've never seen it before. So please stay tuned and listen to this podcast. I believe it will be a blessing to you. Hello, I'm Chuck Robertson, and I have some great news that I would like to share with you. For the next few moments, I would like to talk to you about your debt. Now, I'm not talking about financial debt, but I'm talking about a debt that you inherited at birth. I don't know if you realize this or not, but at birth, you inherited a debt that you cannot pay. You don't have enough money. You can't be good enough. There is nothing you can do to pay this debt. But as I've said, I have great news. There is a free gift waiting for you. This free gift will pay in full the debt that you inherited. All you have to do is receive this gift. Now you may be asking, what is this debt? How did I inherit it? And what is this free gift? Well, this debt is a debt of sin a sin nature that has been passed down from generation to generation all the way back from Adam in the Garden of Eden. Every human being ever born inherits this sin nature. But the great news is that God Himself has provided a way to eliminate your debt, to pay it in full through the shed blood of His Son, Jesus Christ. All you have to do is receive this free gift of salvation. So please give me a few moments to share with you God's simple plan of salvation. I can promise you, if you follow this plan, it will change your life forever, both now and for all eternity. As I've already pointed out, you must realize that you are a sinner because of this sin nature that you inherited and that sin has separated you from a relationship with God. And with this sin nature, is the consequences or the penalty of sin, which is death and eternal separation from God forever in hell. Listen to what the Bible says about this sin nature. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all hath sinned. Romans 5, 12 me, the sin nature is the nature of man to do what he wants to do and to do what feels good and to do what he thinks is right. And that can creep in even after we have been saved to do what we think is right. But the sin nature is, is just that, that ability in us, that urging, that longing, that, that drawing to do what we feel is right. And as long as we can justify it, it's all right. But in God's sight, it is sin. And sin is the breaking of God's Word. 
you break the least of these laws, you're guilty of them all. That maybe what we think's not so bad, it's sin in God's eyes. And the sin nature is what sends us to hell. We have no choice before we're saved. No choice. We're going to see him. There, there is a choice later, but there's no choice at that time. For none is righteous, it says. And it says our most righteous acts are as filthy rags in the sight of a holy God. So we can do nothing. We can do nothing but sin. That's the nature. That passed on from Adam because he chose to sin. He chose Eve above God. If you, if you read that realistically, that's what he done. He knew the consequences. But he loved his wife and he decided to eat of, of the forbidden fruit uh, from that tree. So you see, because of the sin of Adam in the Garden of Eden, we are all born sinners, separated from God and bound for an eternity in hell. In other words, our sin separates us from God who is perfect and without sin. Now you may say, well, I'm a good person. I treat my neighbor good. I even go to church. But God's Word says that our righteousness is as filthy rags. Without Jesus, you are lost and on your way to hell. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3, 23. For there is not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Ecclesiastes 7, 20. I was, a, I was kind of a hateful person and um, was very uh, unloving, uh, didn't even love myself, didn't care about being alive. I think that's why I got put into so many situations and, um, and being lost without Christ is, was an emptiness in me and, and I didn't want to live. You know, I didn't have any desire to live. Lost means you're separated from God. If you die without Jesus Christ, you're going to die and go to hell. And no one has to. God is long-suffering. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Well, when I was lost, it was like feeling like I had nothing without Jesus. I just felt like nothing. And then when I got saved, I felt the reassurance of having Jesus in my heart. And knowing that I'm going to heaven instead of hell. Being lost is being separated from God, not having the Holy Spirit is being dead in your trespasses and sin. Being dead in your trespasses and sin. Without Jesus, you are dead in sin. Let's see what God's Word says about being dead in sin and the penalty of sin. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs 14, 12. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. Isaiah 59, 2. For the wages of sin is death. Romans 6, 23. Lost, being lost means that um, knowing that you are separated from God, that the only real um, conversation that you might have with the true and mighty God of this universe is that of the Holy Spirit convicting you that you need salvation. Salvation from what? Salvation from hell. 
So lost means separation from God. And that separation from God means that when you die, not only are you separated from him here, but you, if you die, you die uh, in your sins and you will die and go to uh, hell and you will be cast into the lake of fire one day. Now that you realize you are a lost sinner and are separated from God and are on your way to hell, the second step is to understand that you cannot save yourself. You cannot redeem yourself to God by your own efforts. The Bible is very clear that we cannot save ourselves. No act of righteousness, no good deed, no amount of money can save us from the penalty of death. It is only by faith in God's grace that we find salvation. Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son, is the only way back to God. Jesus Christ alone bore our sins and died on the cross, and rose triumphant over the grave and eternal death. He paid the penalty for our sins and bridged the gap between God and mankind. This is God's grace. God's grace is a wonderful gift to mankind. Grace is God's love freely offered to us through His Son, Jesus Christ. Grace is God showing His love to you even though you don't deserve it. You can't earn God's grace, it is freely given. You do not deserve grace, but because God loved you so much, He has extended His grace to you through Jesus Christ. When I think about grace, I think about something that I could not earn, something that I got for doing nothing, basically. Um, just as if I went to someone's house, uh, a gracious host would probably offer me something to drink or offer me something to eat. Well, God's grace is offering His Son uh, through salvation. And when I think of grace, it's something it's, it's, un, it's undeserved, it's unmerited, it's something I couldn't do. Uh, there's nothing I could do to get God's grace, but it's something He's willing to give us anyway, and it's definitely nothing I deserve. After I realized that that Christ died for me, He paid the price for me that I should have been paying myself because if I got what I deserved, I would, I would have went to hell. But because of His mercy and His goodness and because of His grace, thank God for His grace, He saved me uh, from a lost uh, condition that I was in. And I'm glad, thank God, He made me alive because to be made alive is to be born again. I couldn't have made it in this life if it wasn't for the grace of God. He's never left me or forsake me in anything that I went through. And I love him so much today because of that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3, 16. But God commendeth his love toward us in that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5, 8. I was an atheist. I mean, I don't know that I was born an atheist. I mean, going up through junior high, high school, and all that, I took it for granted there was God. I took it for granted there was Christ. Head knowledge, I believe that. And, and I think that's a, that's a big thing now. A lot of people have head knowledge. But we have head knowledge. If you believe it because somebody said this is so, and you believe it because they say, well, surely, surely this happened. And then somebody shows you supposed facts to the contrary. That's truth of anything in our life. 
They can change our views if it's head knowledge. If head knowledge can always be changed by a better argument. But I believe that I believe that we got here through evolution. I believed uh, I had no faith at all in God nor the Word of God. I was married to a godly woman that, that witnessed to me as much as she could and, and give me the Word of God. And God's Word says that we are saved by faith, by His grace giving us the faith to believe we're saved, by His mercy enabling us to believe in something we can't see. We're saved. You know, we're saved by that faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. She gave me the Word of God constantly. And there was at times I just felt so bewildered. I thought, you know, I, I can't believe this. This is not so. I can't believe it. So what's the purpose? I went to church with her regularly. I loved her. We always had a good marriage. And I told her, I said, I'm going as a favor. And when she'd say, I know you're going to be saved, it just sent something. I guess the devil just sent something through me that was terrible. I just hated the word. I, I said, saved from what? I don't have no, nothing to be saved from. So faith is truly, is truly believing in something we can't see. It's the evidence of things hoped for. Evidence that can't materially, tangibly be seen and proven, okay? It's Putting, it's believing what God said about our nature, about our sins, and about a price that was paid for those sins. For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. 1 Peter 3, 18. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, 1 Timothy 2, 5. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. John 14, 6. Jesus changed my life. I took on a whole new meaning. People were different, even people that I thought I didn't like. I began to love, I began to cherish every relationship that I had with everyone I come in contact with. I wanted people to know the same Christ I knew. It was so exciting to know that I didn't have to go to hell. I'm going to heaven. My name's in heaven. And it was only put there by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I'm thankful today that my life is saved. I am going to heaven. I'm going there not by my own merit or anything that I might do, but because of what Jesus did there on Calvary that day for me. God Himself has provided the only way to salvation. His Son, Jesus Christ, left heaven, was born of a virgin, became a man, and paid the penalty for our sins by dying on the cross, shedding His precious blood and then raising from the dead on the third day to justify and reconcile us back to God. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. 1 Peter 1, 18, 19. Now that you realize that you are a sinner and separated from God, 
and that Jesus Christ is the only way back to God, the third step is to repent and receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came unto Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye, and believe the gospel. Mark 1, 14, 15. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Acts 3, 19. Oh, I knew that uh, I did have the head knowledge. I knew that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. I knew that He died on the cross for our sins. I knew about the resurrection and what that meant to our salvation. Um, I knew uh, all of those things. But uh, I had never accepted Christ. And I'll tell you why. Because I had never repented of my sins. I had never been brought to the place in my life where I was truly sorry for my sins. I'd never come to the place where I'd realized that I was a sinner and what that meant. And although I knew that there was a hell, and there would be times when the Holy Spirit would convict me in church and, and I would say, whoo, I might go to hell, but I would push it away. I would push it back. And because I just didn't want to, to accept Christ at that time in my life. And everybody thought I was a, because uh, I was such a polite young man, such a good kid. Everybody just kind of always such a sweet young man, but I was just as lost as I could be. Repentance is not just that you're, you say that you're sorry for your sin, but it's when you come to the, to the reality in your life that you have sinned against God, that you have broken the laws of God, and that you are truly sorry for those sins, but when that godly sorrow brings repentance, it's not just sorrow. The sorrow brings the repentance so that you turn from your ways and from what you've done. Repentance uh, is not just saying, I'm sorry. I'm sure that you in your life and me in my life, growing up, did your mother ever tell you, say, now, you go and apologize to him and tell him you're sorry. Well, that didn't make you sorry. You was doing that out of an obligation, out of consequences. And many times we've told people we're sorry and we're not truly sorry. Repentance is a godly sorrow. It's a heart sorrow. It's something that comes from within us. I mean, it's not repentance to go to an altar and just tell God you're sorry if you're not truly sorry. That's, that's just a sham. But repentance is when the Holy Spirit of God speaks to our heart and shows us that we've heard a holy God that paid, <clears throat> that paid for our sins, that hung upon that tree, and it showed us, showed us that, and that we heard him. We heard him, and that we we broke his laws, and that we're, and that we're, that we're just doing so wrong. And when God does that and draws us in, we, that's repentance, and we say, oh God, I'm sorry. Please, Lord, help me. That is repentance. Repentance is not an outwardly work, not something we do on the outside, but it is an inward attitude of the soul. Repentance is a change of heart and a change of mind. It is a turning away from sin and turning toward God. In repentance, there must be a hatred of sin, a loathing of it, and a turning away from it. The fourth step in God's simple plan of salvation is to pray a prayer of repentance 
and receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and accept God's free gift of salvation. Through a simple and sincere prayer of faith, you can be brought into a relationship with God. This is known as being born again. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. John 3, 3. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. A couple years ago, I was maybe 14, 13, 14. Um, I was sitting in the kitchen with my mom and my dad. My dad was sitting at the table with me. My mom was just cooking. And um, I was doing a Sunday school lesson, working on papers for my Sunday school. And I was asked to start asking questions about salvation and repentance and stuff like that. And, and my dad asked me, well, did I know 100% sure that I was saved? And I couldn't tell him for sure that I was saved. I, I knew I was lost. So he took me to the back bedroom, me and him and my mom, and we sat down on the bed and he got out his Bible and he began leading me to the Lord and showed me scriptures and showed me how the Lord died for me and how he could, his grace could just cleanse me and just make me a whole different person. So we sat there and we began to pray and I asked the Lord to save me. And that was the best decision, the most important thing I could have ever done. Being born again takes place by putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, in the sacrifice He made on Calvary's cross on your behalf, asking Him to forgive you of your sins and by accepting Him as your personal Savior. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Revelations 3:20. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10, 9 through 13. I was in, uh, as I told you, I went in the Army and I was uh, went through my basic training at Fort Benning, Georgia. Then I went to Fort Polk, Louisiana. Anyway, I was at Fort Polk, Louisiana where I took advanced infantry training. I was about to go to Vietnam. I had just a few days left there. And you were required in the Army at that time for the political correctness came out, you were required to go to church. If you didn't go to church, you went on KP or you had some other duty they made you do. So I went to church and um, 
A preacher preached, and he preached on salvation. Believe it or not, in, a, in the army back then, the chaplain preached on salvation and repentance and on, uh, you know, going to hell. He really did. He preached a salvation message. And at the end of that message, he, uh, he had us all stand up when he was going to give the invitation. And he, there was probably 20 rows on each side of the aisle. And he said, all right, the first five rows, you sit down. And they sat down. And he said, which we all knew we were going to Vietnam, all of us. It was, that was a, a done deal with that. We were all going to Vietnam. He said, the first five rows sat down. And they sat down. He said, y'all won't, he said, this amount you people won't be coming back to Vietnam. And at that point, it hit home. Uh, he said, I have no way of knowing which one of you really will not come home. But I do know that this amount, this percentage will not come home. They will, they will die. And he said, but the one thing I do know is, he said that you today can know where your eternal home's at, and it's in heaven, if you accept Christ as your personal Savior. And I don't know how many... But it was real, very real. And uh, I accepted Christ that day. I started listening to the preaching that I never heard before because I was raised a Catholic and, and, and I didn't ever hear about salvation. I never was taught that. And um, God used, uh, used um, the church and, and the preacher we were underneath at the time to uh, to share his word with me in which we know God's word doesn't return void and it's powerful and uh, I went ended up going to a camp meeting and I heard lots of stories heard a lot of testimonies there was probably 1600 people at the camp meeting I was at when I got saved and uh, a lot of people got saved because of fear um, of, of going to hell which um, you know I had a strong uh, thought of that of burning in hell forever and and, and but it wasn't what got me um, and you know and, and it also the thought that Christ went and died and was beaten and I was taught that you know as a young age when, when and died for us um, but what got me the most is is that he bore my sins that's what broke my heart as a as a hard man I was hard you know and and God broke my heart until only God could have broke my heart and been able to see that that um that he bore the sins of the whole world not just my sins the whole world and that his father had to turn his back on him for us you know and i thank god for that what he did for me so there you have it god's simple plan of salvation the choice is now yours will you accept god's plan and be reconciled to him and spend eternity with him in heaven or will you reject his plan and spend eternity in hell, separated from Him forever. As you have just heard, Jesus Christ bore our sins for us and suffered a cruel death on the cross to pay the penalty for us. You know, I believe that if you were the only person on this earth, Jesus Christ would have come and died just for you. Well, the decision is now yours. God gave us a free will to either accept Him or reject Him. You see, I too, at the age of 12, came to realize through the conviction of God's Spirit that I was a lost sinner and that I was headed for hell. You know, I was raised in church and I had a Christian mother and family who served God faithfully. 
but yet I was lost. I did not have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But thank God I heard the gospel, just as you have just heard the gospel. And at the age of 12, I went to Jesus in prayer with a repentant heart, and I asked Him to forgive me and to come into my heart and save me. And He did just that. And I stood before the church congregation that night that I accepted Him, and I confessed to them that I had received Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. You know, I pray that you will make the wise choice and that you will receive Jesus Christ as your Savior today. I can promise you, if you choose Jesus Christ, He will make a wonderful change in your life. You know, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, in verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I didn't believe, and God brought me to the point. One of my other favorite verses is, the wages of sin is death. He brought me to the point and gave me uh, the faith, if, if you want to call it that, to the point that I believed there was a hell. And I believed that I was going to go there. But the alternative wasn't made true and real to me at that time. I just believed that if I got what I deserved going to hell, and it seemed so unfair because I couldn't get myself out of hell. But finally, finally, the rest of that verse came true. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And He became my Lord. He became my Lord because God, as undeserving as I was, I'd said, there is no God. There is no Christ. Christ was a historical figure. There's nothing to this. Oh, I mean, I had I virtually preached that, that this is not real. And God had, through his benevolent mercy, had grace enough to say, I want you to be in my family. I want you to become my son. Come here. Come to me. And he gave me that grace. And it was through that grace I had the faith. We can't manufacture faith. I, I realized that. I couldn't do it. But he gave it to me. That was grace. That was a grace that the very hand of God and reached down and touched a despicable person like me that deserved to go to hell. That Christ hung on that cross, took my sins through his grace. The filth of me filled that holy body. That was grace. So I was truly saved by faith through his grace. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast today. I hope it's been a blessing to you. You know, if you'll take and follow the steps outlined in this podcast today, and you do it through faith, I believe God will save you, and He will make a dramatic change in your life. And that one day, when you close your eyes in death, you'll be able to call heaven your home. Friends, thank you for listening today. And I hope it's been a blessing. This is Chuck Robertson, and may God bless.